In today's episode of Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Letters. God, that was a mouthful. <laughs> it was awesome. I just woke everyone up like, what the, what the, what's going on? What are they doing? We interview Natalie S. She was raised in Calvinism, and she yeah. went to a fundamentalist Calvinist Christian school. Oof. And it's wacky. Some of the classes she had to take. Oh, God. And she gives us five whack-a-mole things about that school. So yeah. um, you don't want to miss I love this. lists. Let's do good. <laughs> They're good. You also love categories and organization. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And uh, we mentioned card catalogs, and that kind of made me happy. Dewey Decimal. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen Mary's eyes light up mm. when I said Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> it's hearkening me back to a simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> Was it simpler? <laughs> Those know. fucking card catalogs. <laughs> they, like, were, yeah. they were tough to figure out. I need out. E3 XLL12. Microfiche. <laughs> I bet some of our listeners don't even know what microfiche is. It's <laughs> the worst thing in the world. It's horrible. It's horrible. Okay. All right. Should we uh, get into the letter in <laughs> just a second? It. All right. Be right back. Mm-hmm. We are supported by one damn good brew, apostate coffee. Specifically, the lesbian medium dark variety. A delicious roasty, toasty blend that's sure to make postal workers in remote Mormon towns super twitchy. <laughs> yep, we have a firsthand account of that one. Sure do. This yummy java is roasted in small batches, so it's super fresh the moment it arrives at your doorstep. And hey, it's named after us, so that's reason enough to give it a shot. I know it. So ditch that that grocery store crap and give the lesbian blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And this is episode 32 of LDL Letters, the Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh, that was good. You liked it? You know, we do so many of these, we have to switch up. You know, I, how we, we get bored. I don't know if anybody yeah. else is. No. <laughs> okay. You just let us know, listeners. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. You know, I like the routine of the intro and outro, mm-hmm. shall we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's letter I get to read, and I'm oh, kind of yeah. pumped because this is from a Nevermo. I like We love those. all of our letters, but sometimes it's fun to get the Nevermo um, perspective. Perspective. Yes. This well, is I from Natalie. Relate. Natalie S. Well, thanks for writing in, Natalie S. We appreciate that. And Mm -hmm. I can relate, probably, to your Never Mow story, although I haven't read it yet. I kind of scrolled through it and, whoo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, I like that. Shall we get into some, whoo? (laughs) It's the perfect um, (laughs) adjective. (laughs) Okay. Adjective. In my head, I'm like, adverb, adjective. That's tough. Shelly's just learning about those different word groups. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to get into the letter from Natalie? Yes. I don't Natalie know why I had begins. to say it that way. I know why. Because I have a friend named Natalie who's um, from... England. She's from, from British. She's from British? <laughs> She's British. She's British. Yeah, so that's why we like to say Natalie. I don't think Natalie here is British. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Natalie. Okay. She's Natalie. Natalie. Natalie <laughs> S. from not Britain. Okay. What does Natalie say? Okay. Hi, Mary and Shelley. Hi, Hi, Natalie. First of all, thank you for this wonderful podcast. I don't really know any other gay people. Wow. And LDL has helped me feel less alone. Just so you know, there's a shit ton of us out there. Wow. Where does Natalie live? Hey, no, Natalie, are you um, in our discussion group? You are need you to be. on a private island? What's going on? I don't know. Anyway. We need to reach out to Natalie. 
I should preface this by saying that brevity is not a strength of mine, so if you don't read this in its entirety, I totally understand. Hey, it's not a strength of ours either, Mm-mm, Natalie. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I love hearing everyone's stories on the podcast, so I wanted to share some of mine. Oh, good. I was not raised Mormon, but I relate to so many of the stories because I spent grade school in a fundamentalist Calvinist Christian school. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah, we've talked about Calvinism on our show before. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. There isn't time to get into all of the crazy shit that went on, but here's a sample of some of the most fucked up things that happened in my time here. Number one, all seniors took Christian ethics class. That's an Ooh, interesting sounds fun. <laughs> Which was creepy, so not fun, <laughs> because they convince you they're teaching you to reason and think for yourself about issues like capital punishment and abortion rights. But in reality, you fail the exams if your independent, in quotations, critical thinking does not lead you to their conclusions. Mm-hmm. Oh, and part of the class is an abortion protest at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> oh, field trip! <laughs> yeah, total Let's go field make trip. these, uh, you know, young pregnant <laughs> teens who are like totally stuck. Let's go make them feel horrible oh, about God. themselves. Great idea. Uh, you know, it's I'm interesting. So sorry, Natalie. It sucks. <laughs> this is extreme for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mormonism as well, though, you know, they talk about you have your own agency, you have free thought, blah, 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 but your conclusion better fucking be what their Mormon truth is yeah. or you are being led by the wrong spirit. Yeah, I aced my Christian ethics class. Oh, just kidding. I didn't have to take that in public <laughs> high school. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Okay, number two. In eighth grade, we did an entire unit in science class about how evolution is just an evil, secular myth (laughs) and young earth creationism is the truth. And obviously, carbon dating is a hoax. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Evolution is just a theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so is the theory of gravity, dumbass. Mm -hmm. That's what Natalie has to say about that. Uh She sounds like she's a little... She's a little piss and vinegar. I like vinegar. (laughs) Oh, by the way, the whole evolution thing, I remember I struggled with that as well, because there's like dinosaur bones and dinosaurs are older than 2000 years. Mm-hmm. And the teaching was the reason that there are dinosaur bones that are found was because when God created the earth, he grabbed chunks of other planets that he had already made <laughs> okay. and put it together. <laughs> That's how you have dinosaurs? Well, the fossils are from those other planets. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. He grabbed fossils? From other planets? He took chunks from other planets <laughs> and, and made the earth out bones? of it. And they happened. It's like he didn't <laughs> sift. He didn't sift it well enough. It's like when you don't sift all the cat Wait. shit out. <laughs> I love comparing dinosaur fossils to litter box sifting. So where did you learn this? Uh, it was taught. I don't I don't know. It's not it's not in the scriptures, but it was definitely a thing that was taught. This is the funny raise thing. Raise your hand, listeners, if you're taught. Seriously, this. raise your hand, right in, and then be like, yep, me too, me too. Because I know it's not in scripture. It might have been something taught by some whack-a-mole prophet back in the day and somehow it resurfaced. I don't know, but that's what I was taught when I started questioning, like, wait a second. Wait a goddamn second. Um, and I was like, okay. You know, they told me the whole dinosaur, you know, the cat shit sifting. And because I just believed everything that was told me, I was like, all right then. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to go back in time and, like, punch all those assholes in the throat that well, made they you they believed not... it, too. Yeah, but you were not taught to think about anything for oh, yourself. Oh, no. Sure was not. Sure was not. It's like, whatever the end story is with Mormonism, mm-hmm. they can make up whatever the shit they need along the way. Wow. Like, when you have questions, oh, nope, it was um, other worlds that were put together, and they happened to have dinosaurs on them, and... 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. That's special. Number three. When my sister was in seventh grade, she and a classmate both spent several months in eating disorder rehab Oof. and happened to return to school the same week. Can you guess what their Bible teacher thought was a great topic to teach in their first week back? Yep. Fasting. Insensitive. I know. Oh, my God. I know. So here's the thing. I understand if people want to, on their own free will, fast, deprive themselves what does of it do? food. You know, some people, it helps them feel more spiritual. I'm all for it. But mm-hmm. when it is taught to you that you must do this to get God to be close to you, I have a problem with that. Right. Um, I remember— and Brent feels bad for this now, but I remember when Brent, um, his younger sister, was like eight. And you're not necessarily required to fast until you're baptized in the Mormon church, so eight years old. And it was her first week fasting, and she was so hungry, and she was like begging her mom, can I just have that piece of bread? And Brent said, well, which do you love more, that piece of bread or Jesus? Oh, <laughs> Brent said this? Yeah, to his little sister. Oh, um, my God. Well, patriarchal boy. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> He's evolved a lot since then, but that was like— How about this? Give us this day our daily bread, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. about that? Yeah. Well, I can I don't be sarcastic. Think you can. I don't think <laughs> fasting should be forced. No one should be guilted into doing something to please their God. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't go— along with what people claim God to be. So, I don't know, like, fuck wow. the fuck off. God, Mormons. Well, in this case, not Mormon. No, but... this is um, Calvinism. All that fundamental bullshit. Oof. I know, I know. Ow, stay away. I know, and I know Calvinisms is not a word. Calvinists. <laughs> Calvinisms. Don't write in. Yeah. Okay, number four. Roughly monthly, there was a discussion slash shaming session for the girls about modesty and about not being a stumbling block to the boys. Mm. The male leadership, of course, ignored that Bible story where Jesus literally tells some dudes to gouge their eyes out if that's the only way they can stop themselves from ogling women. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we girls just needed to cover our shoulders, collarbones, and knees at all times and not wear anything tight enough to be revealing. Revealing of what? The fact that I have legs? (laughs) Yeah. uh Gotta walk on something. We can't uh, show any limbs. Because, you know, no one's going to actually pluck their own eye out. That's not going to well, happen. Maybe it should be punch yourself in the face, you douchebag. <laughs> I bet Jesus would say that. Stop ogling that girl. Punch yourself in the face. Maybe wear an eye patch, you know? Maybe control your fucking self. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Okay, number five. In 10th grade Bible class, we would anonymously submit discussion topics. One, written in what appeared to be a girl's handwriting, which makes it even sadder, was, Are men better than women? God. We did actually discuss this, and the correct answer was not no. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. In class. Yeah. Wow, so all those girls in the class got to hear that men are better than them. Basically, yeah. In class. Mm-hmm. As a, as as a, a teaching. class yeah. teaching. Wow. I mean, that's what you learn in Mormonism. They don't say they men don't are better right than women, but put the pieces together, mm-hmm. you know? You don't have to say it. Yeah, it's almost worse when it's so covert. You know, at least you know what the doctrine is when they're telling you outright. Yeah. yeah, You know, one positive thing I have to say about my father dying when I was young and not having any brothers is, you know, I was raised in a house full of women and we were all just kind of figuring it out after he died. And we learned to think for ourselves. Yeah. And we learned to come up with our own conclusions and our own solves to problems. We had to do it. And I think that did me a huge favor. For sure. You're very independent. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't need anyone telling you anything. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. So 
we'll put that in the positive category. In the positive. Yes. That's true. If you want to find a positive out of your dad dying, which totally sucks, but yeah, you, you know, figured it out. Exactly. And I feel bad for all these women raised in these fundamentalist religious upbringings where now they have to unravel those teachings, yeah. whether direct or indirect, about you know, how they're second-class citizens, mm-hmm. and now they've got to, like, figure out, well, how do I put myself in that number one category? Yeah. How do I look at myself differently? How do I elevate myself into this position of being equal to men? Right. You know, and that is a struggle for a lot of women. It is. It's so hard. It's been hard for me in many respects because I still have my dad and my three brothers who are still very patriarchal. hmm And it is easy for me to fall back into that way that I was growing up of just sort of letting them run the show. Yeah. It's difficult to learn to stand up for yourself. It really is. I mean, I think all of us, when we're around our family, we sort of devolve into these teenage or preteen versions of ourselves, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. temporarily. And then you leave and you're like, God, why didn't I say something? Or why did I act like this? I feel like I'm a very kind and generous person until I'm around my mother. Right. And then I have no patience. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to listen to the weird shit that comes out of her mouth. Yeah. And I hate that about myself. Right. But otherwise, I feel like I'm a fully formed adult until that moment. Yeah. So I could see... For someone like you around these men who are very patriarchal, that it would be easy to fall back into that little girl, I don't know anything trap. I think I have a stronger will around them than I used to, but it's still more of I want them to like me. Mm. You know, I would love to get around all of them again because I have not been around all of my brothers since I left the church and really sort of became my own person. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what that would be like. Yeah. I wonder if I would have the courage to stand up for things when they make dumbass comments about whatever. Mm -hmm. Feminazis. Yes. All of that shit. Or Democrats. Yes. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Mm-hmm. As a for instance. As a for instance. <laughs> and just um, pull those out of the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sad also because I'm pretty sure the next time we all get together will probably be when one of my parents passes away. I don't mm. know how it would happen before then. Um, so, yeah, nothing like arguing uh, while your parents are passing. <laughs> or maybe just walk away. If somebody says something douchey, just walk away, you yeah. know? You can quietly shut down a conversation. That's true. It's kind of like when I met your brother, and in the first five minutes, he said something about— Radical feminism. Yeah, the toxicity of (laughs) radical feminism. And I said, well, I must be pretty toxic because I consider myself a radical feminist. Mm -hmm. And I said it, like, not threatening. And he backpedaled after that. Like, he was fine. So sometimes you just have to figure out creative ways to shut down conversations. That's true. You know, and it's possible to There do. are a lot of men out there. There are a lot who are not this way, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of men out there, especially in the Mormon world or, you know, the, the super religious world of any religions anyway, that they are not used to having a woman confront them on something that they say. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. It's not right. accepted. And so when that does happen, like with the case of my, my brother David, he was kind of like, oh, oh. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because he's not a horrible human being. He just, no one stands up to him. Mm -hmm. And and I think the more that women stand up for ourselves, Mm -hmm. the more men, I would hope, would realize, yeah, I can't just run them over. Well, and, you know, maybe think first before you say stuff. There's that. (laughs) Nah. Think about what you're saying. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Natalie, we went way off topic. Yeah, it happens. But why don't we use this opportunity to throw to a commercial? Throwing it. Okay, we will be right back. We are supported by New Dating App. 
Dating is difficult under even normal circumstances. Then try explaining your nutty religious upbringing to someone. Yeah, like the weird looks you get when you throw out expressions like, uh, what is that? Health in the navel, marrow in the... I don't know. Bones. Bones, okay. Strength in the loins and the seniors. Okay, listeners, maybe don't do that. No, don't do it. And now that you've left Mormonism, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Download new, an ex-Mormon dating app available on both Android and iPhone. Get ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your background. Visit newdating.app and learn more. And we're back. Should we get back to the letter? I think that is a great idea. So she listed the five things that suck about her school, Mm -hmm. her private Calvinist Christian school, which sounds like a piece of shit. (laughs) All right. If you put that on a resume, does that get you a job anywhere? (laughs) Only within the Calvinist Christian school job board. (laughs) Oh, okay. Very limited. Like nanny? Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's what you're qualified to do? That's it. Okay. Okay. She says, so at this point, I'm sure you're thinking, sounds like a pretty cool place to me. (laughs) I think she's joking. I think so. (laughs) You're so funny, Mm -hmm. Natalie. But on top of all that, starting in ninth grade, we were told almost daily that gay people are going to hell because they're evil and gross and destroying the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. I was confused and devastated. One night I cried myself to sleep over it. I was praying and asking God how that could be true. Ironically, that was the first and most recognizable time in my life when I felt God speak to me. Hmm. I felt this overwhelming sense of peace, like God was telling me I was right. Everyone is loved equally, and nobody chooses or is punished for their sexuality. Wow. Even so, I knew I couldn't cope if I had to sit in class and hear those things said about me. So I promised myself that I wouldn't even entertain the possibility of being anything but straight until after graduation. So I had one of those moments as well where I just had the feeling that God didn't hate gays. Mm -hmm. And when I say God, I don't understand or pretend to know exactly what that is, but Mm -hmm. there was this immense feeling of peace and Mm -hmm. kind of relief that whatever was up there or around us didn't hate gay people. Yeah, I had a moment like that where I felt accepted just as I am. You know, I mean, the rest of the world and my mother and her church or whatever could tell me differently, but that's not how I felt on the inside, Yeah, you know? And that won out. You know, it took practice mm-hmm. to be able to like shut out those outside voices yeah. telling you something else. I'm sure. But um, yeah, after a while, you just cling to that. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy in this world that doesn't match up with your inner compass, let's say, of yeah. what you think is right. Right. Like, I feel like religion is number one on that list of wacky shit yep. that people are willing to believe that I just don't. So, you know, I just chalk it up to that. Yeah. I put it in that category. Way to categorize. <laughs> Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> okay. Some of our listeners are like, I don't, I don't know what that is. And the old ones are laughing. So yeah. there you go. Some people are probably really missing that right now. Dewey Decimal System. I just liked the card catalogs themselves. They had a certain smell of like cardstock to them, you know? Well, for sure. But I loved all those little compartments, all the drawers. Oh, I bet you love the drawers and the compartments <laughs> and how neatly everything was lined up and labeled and shit. But I always was like, okay, if you had this in your home, what kind of little <laughs> things could you put in all these drawers? Why does not surprise me at all? I don't know. It just gave me pleasure. It's kind of like walking into the container store. Have you ever done that? And everything's I've all neatly arranged. In. And you're like, oh, see what I deal with nice. people? This feels really good. <laughs> okay. I like organization. What can I say? It's great. I love mm-hmm. it. Someone has to. Uh, yes. All right. Moving on. I more or less managed to keep that promise. Staying straight. Mm. 
Unfortunately, now all I've ever done with my sexuality is repress it, which is why it took nine years from that night to realize and admit to myself that I'm a lesbian. Wow. That happened just over a year ago. Wow. She's a new lesbian. Oh, nice. Welcome to the world of fun and happiness. (laughs) I still struggle with it at times, but it's been really encouraging to hear stories on Latter-day Lesbian from other people who never question their sexuality until adulthood and are still coming to terms with it. Yeah, look at Shelly. Yeah. 42. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you for reminding us that the letters are helpful. For sure. Yeah, I love to read them, and I, I love that it's helping when people. when we share our stories. Mm-hmm. You never know who's going to benefit from hearing your story. Who's going to be touched by that? I think it's fantastic. It is. Thankfully, she goes on, my triggers aren't nearly as bad as they used to be, and I want to give you guys a bit of credit for that. Oh, thanks. Lesbian is still a hard word for me, mm. but hearing it over and over again in the context of this podcast that I love and that makes me feel so understood is helping a lot. Lesbian, 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 lesbian. Everyone, lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. Let's be friends, Natalie. Let's be friends, lesbian. Homo, you don't. <laughs> oh my an God. old joke from the 80s. Okay, lesbian. Um, you know what? Isle of Lesbos. It was an actual place that we were named after. Oh. Lesbos. Lesbians lived on Lesbos. Oh. It's just a place. Okay. That's well, all that's it is. historical. It's not an evil, ucky word. It was ucky. evil and ucky for me, too. I like the word ucky. You know, and I'm kind of with it's her kind of like in that name... it still sounds a little weird. Well, and some people have trouble with the word vagina. I love vagina. <laughs> the word. The word. <laughs> it's an awkward word. Vagina. It's kind of weird. Well, if you're Philip, you call it budgina, and then it's way less awkward. (laughs) I love that. For some reason, this letter is taking us two hours. All right, getting back to it. Sorry, Natalie, but not sorry, lesbian. All right. I'm fortunate that coming out has been a positive experience so far. My family and friends have been very supportive and loving overall, and people from my current church have taken it in stride. That's awesome. All right. Now I'm hoping that soon I'll feel ready to start dating for the first time in life. At nice. age 23, which right. is not intimidating at all. No, 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 really, this is fine. I'm fine. <laughs> is this what she's saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's a lesbian. Natalie, you sound really funny, Natalie. I know. Mm-hmm. Natalie, where do you live? Natalie, get on channels. Oh, Natalie, get on channels. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a right. request, not an order, but I think it'll be fun. Oh, for sure. Oh, by the way, just as a diversion, at the beginning of this podcast recording, Shelly got on channels. Sure did. Topless. She didn't show any skin. No, no she didn't show nipples, any boob. boobies. No, no. <laughs> Shoulders up. Yeah, it's a little warm in, in studio today. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the kind of thing that happens on our channel. <laughs> is that making people want to join or not want to I join? I don't know. But if you're interested, go to Latter Day Lesbian, or as Shelly likes to say, latterdaylesbian.org slash Polo mm-hmm, for information. Mm-hmm. If you want to see my porn shoulders as we record. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Mm-hmm. All right, Natalie, we're continuing. Before I leave off, I wanted to quickly mention where I've landed on a couple of topics related to spirituality. All cool. right. I hope it's encouraging to others questioning their beliefs. I consider myself a nuanced Christian. I believe God is big enough to handle our doubts and wants us to ask questions. This ties into the idea of an age of accountability. I was surprised the Mormon definition of it is so different than mine. Mm -hmm. My belief is that God is never-ending love, which means it takes a lot to get yourself off the list of people going to heaven. No, you just have to be gay. No. (laughs) Be gay and you don't go to heaven. It's that simple, Natalie. (laughs) Wait, we don't want her to think that way anymore. No, because it's not that way. It's bullshit. (laughs) It is bullshit. By the way, Natalie, 23 is not 
old for dating. No, you got this. No, you are young, 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 young. young. You have plenty of time for multiple one night stands. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Do you? Like, seriously, have fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Find what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, Boobs are incredible (laughs) in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Especially under boob. Under boob is Mm -hmm. the most amazing. Okay. The age of accountability is not a literal age. If you're still asking questions, seeking to give and receive love, and open to continuing to evaluate your beliefs as you learn and experience more, you have not done anything to disqualify yourself from heaven. God is love and is bigger than your confusion and hurt and doubt. You are not going to be held accountable for rejecting a God you've never known or understood. Well, I agree with that. Plus the whole prodigal son um, metaphor. Yeah. Of, you know, it doesn't matter how long the son has been gone or how much the son rejected the parent. Sure. When they come back, it's like, hey, kill the... (laughs) Fatted calf. Fatted calf, which is a horrible idea. I kind of feel like a fatted calf sometimes, (laughs) not going to lie. There weren't any vegans in the Bible. True, true, (laughs) true. But anyway, let's have a feast because the kid returned. Yeah. And it's okay whenever that happens. Sure. My religious, spiritual, whatever beliefs um, at this point are not in concrete. I appreciate when there are people who believe in God, but that God that they believe in is how Natalie is describing. Mm -hmm. Not this vengeful, hateful, fuck up once and you're done. Yeah. Um, Old Testament type God. Yeah, Mormon God. So Mm -hmm. awesome. Okay, she goes on. Free will, the power of prayer, and why God allows bad things to happen in spite of our prayers have also come up a lot. Yeah, that's a challenging one. As for prayer, I don't pray to change the world. I pray to change myself. I pray for peace, courage, and the strength to love when I don't feel loving and give when I don't feel generous. In essence, I pray to be given the qualities I believe God has and shares with those who ask. When horrible things happen, I remind myself that God loves us enough to give us free will, which means not moving pieces on the chessboard, even though I sometimes want that. Yeah, I don't believe in the whole moving pieces around either, because that just makes you think God is sometimes a random asshole. Yeah, I don't like that. Like generous to these people, an asshole to these people. I don't like that thought at all. No, I can't can't get behind a God that's playing chess with our lives. No Mm -hmm. thanks. All right. I'm lucky to have found a church that's been a good fit for me during college and grad school, and I've learned something important in the process. You guys always warn us to stay away from cults because they are no joke. Mm -hmm. I've realized that if they talk more about sin and hell than love and heaven, you should just get the fuck out. Ah, yeah. Even if it's not technically a cult, it's still toxic bullshit. For sure. I'm sorry this got so outrageously long. Uh, We made it way longer than (laughs) it actually was. I just want to wrap up with a quick question for Shelly. Oh. Is ring by spring a thing at BYU? It certainly is at other Christian <laughs> colleges, but I thought it might still be foom pod material, even if it isn't exclusively Mormon. Although I can kind of figure that out. Yeah. So many levels of BS wrapped up in one little phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, uh, ring by spring, I don't remember hearing that, but... MRS degree. Yeah, get your MRS degree. <laughs> Same but idea. Definitely there is this huge amount of pressure at BYU to get married young. Mm-hmm. That's just... Why Women aren't necessarily expected to graduate, right? No. And also— Does that change? Is that better now at BYU? It, it is. Okay. Um, Are women encouraged to actually graduate before they get married? It depends on the person. It okay. depends on the family. Mm-hmm. I was encouraged to drop out as soon as uh, so crazy. I got married, which I did. Mm. Anyway, I was going to say that the wards that you go to when you are going to BYU, so your congregations, they're called singles wards, and they're basically meat markets. Right. Yeah, Yeah, we've talked about that for sure. 
And then if you get too old, they kick you out of the singles ward. Yeah, like, well, you didn't get married, so yeah, you got to go to the family ward and listen to the crying-ass babies. Okay, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for reading my letter. I hope it finds you well, and thank you again for all the work that goes into making LDL. Lots of love. Natalie. Aw, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie. That was fantastic. Yeah. And you seem super together, Mm -hmm. um, real funny. And does it say where she lives? No. Okay. Well, we need to meet you someday, Natalie. Yeah, Natalie, write in. Tell us where you live. Mm Mm-hmm. And I definitely encourage you to get on Marco Polo channels because we will get to know you that way. We encourage everyone. Well, for sure. To get on Marco Polo channels. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. Yes. (laughs) We currently have one man Uh on Marco Polo channels. Yeah, he needs friends. He needs friends. And uh, for some reason... His app is is buggy, or there's something going on with his system, his audio, his audio that he can't leave a message, uh-huh. which cracks me up because <laughs> it's just kind of funny that it's the one dude that's mm-hmm. like, shut that up, is- we're shut up, we're not really doing that, but it just kind of oh, cracks me that up. that we're trying to like, yeah, quiet we're, we're the shushing man. the man, we're shushing the man, <laughs> we're not really, and we hope that that gets fixed soon. Um, Josh, we're not shushing you. Josh, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're gonna figure out a system of communication for we, you. Oh, we were actually <laughs> gonna make signals. a. We were actually gonna make a special channels message just for you as soon as I get my shirt back on. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's letter. Thank Did you, it. Natalie. That mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yes. If you, meaning everybody else listening, would mm-hmm. like to write in your letter, we really hope you do. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. They can't really visit that. Well, I don't know. Go type to and type, type some shit. Clickety-click. Clickety-click. On your <laughs> Google device. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and get there. Any way you can. And you get there if you can, right? What oh is that God. song? Get, get, <laughs> get there. Get there if you can. You were just playing this. I was. I was playing the, the uh, Sam Smith version, which is beautiful, by it, the way. Sure. I love Sam Smith. It is, but that's a long-ass song. Well, yeah, but it's beautiful. Yeah, we used to call it the locomotion song or something. Oh, Did you know the, the Sam Smith um, chosen gender? Is they, them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, they discovered it in the last year, I think. And um, Good for Sam. Yay, Sam. That's awesome. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you again real, real soon. Mm -hmm. Bye.